You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the host of the podcast, and we are joined by Greg and John this evening. All right, guys? All right. Evening. All right. I were without Chris because he had a, a life-saving operation. Under a knife? Under the knife, aye. aye. Or did he get the penis enlargement? Is that, did he get it? No, it was similar. Do you know that uh, Kelly Maloney? Was that kind of op that he had? He wasn't really wanting to say anything <laughs> about it. Kelly Maloney. <laughs> yeah, do you know why uh, Frank called himself Kelly? <sighs> nope. Well, this is obviously re- related to football, obviously. Or else I wouldn't have brought it up. I he's dyslexic, and apparently Kelly was an easy name to spell for him, despite Craig, him spelling it K E L L I E. Craig, I think you need help. There <laughs> you are. There you are. Right, it's, it was the international break this weekend, so there, there's no our clubs aren't involved, no domestic football for us to to talk in depth about. So it's all about Scotland. It's all about Scotland against Germany. And we went into this with our fingers crossed. The the gamblers had gambled Scotland in from eighteen to one and McBookie down to twelve to one, but I think that was just in hope. I don't think anyone expected anything. And last night, the first half, personally, I went on the forum and I posted that there's only one team gonna score in the second half and as Germany I thought they dominated. But how surprising was that second half? Scotland came out and actually put up a very good fight. And I came away for that really positive that I think we can give anyone a game based on that. We weren't brilliant. We didn't spend a lot of time camped at the edge of their box, which uh, Germany, looking back, had a lot more chances. But there was a lot of positivity there, especially when Stephen Fletcher came on. I thought he made a big difference. But I, I came away for that really positive and really upbeat about the campaign ahead. I'm not going to get ahead of myself and think that we're going to qualify because I think getting second place is still going to be really tough. But if we keep playing like that, I think we've got some good nights ahead. Aye, Take it, you both watched it. Aye, it was, Aye. It's, it's positive, isn't it? It's like um, a sweet bit of what we were saying earlier today. I mean, it's just it's another step in the right direction. And uh, the danger yesterday, I think, was um, if we'd if we'd gone out and get an, uh, like a sore one, if we'd been in the wrong end, uh, a four nothing or a five nothing. I think it starts to undo a lot of the good work that he's, he's he's done up to now. So I think it was more important from that point of view that we didn't go out and get absolutely hammered. I mean, the fact that we've, we've gone out and played well and, and run the World Champions pretty close is a, is a bonus in, um, in my book as well. But I mean, it's definitely, we're definitely heading in the right direction. It's, it's night and day watching the, the Scotland team now um, for what it was sort of two years ago. So, uh, I mean, Strachan deserves his plaudits, but I mean, to be fair, he was making the point last night as well. There's still not any points on the board, though, so it's, um, it's still early days, but it's definitely it's definitely going the right way. Aye, it's positive signs, definitely, in terms of if you can perform like that. The only thing is, like, we always we tend to perform well against the better teams. You worry about the likes of the doubleheader, and that's one where we've got, what is it, Georgia and Poland? Aye, Georgia. Georgia first up, yeah. Like, last, the last kind of couple of campaigns, the problem we've had is we've stopped, we've had home games early on and we've get, we've been getting draws or losing them. I think the last campaign we started off with two home games early on and we drew the two of them and already that's you on the back foot. Last night, I think no one really was expecting much in terms of 
any kind of points. If we get any points last night, it was a bonus. Even though Strachan, Strachan said himself, I he was going, thought we could do something. Aye, he probably does. Probably, maybe he did, but realistically, it, it, he's probably just saying that to kind of keep the positive kind of side of things in the camp. But really, it's important that the doubleheader next month, I think a minimum of four points. Because um, I, I think if we're, we're really... Well, we need to win at home. I could start. We, we, de- well, we definitely need to get one at home, but you don't want to be going in after three games and you only get three points. I don't know, though, because we'll face Germany away. I think <sighs> last night was the, it's the type of game I can't see any other team uh, getting much points there. I can't even see many teams getting even a single point. I think that was a wee bonus last night. I don't yeah, think but... we need to be too downhearted that we're still on zero points. Strachan needs to just chill out a bit. Aye, I don't think MD's banking and, and picking up points. Um, Germany away, but but John's right. The next two games are biggies. I mean, the next one especially, Georgia at home. Because I mean, it's, it's, it's games like this that in the past we've maybe struggled a wee bit. We've never really struggled the big games against the big teams, home or away. We've always managed to put in a reasonable shift and a reasonable performance. It's, we've, we've dropped points in the games where we should be winning. In the first home game of the um, first home game of the qualifiers, it's going to be a big crowd. Expectation levels going to be up. We're going to have to take the game to Georgia. As opposed to last night where we could maybe sit back a wee bit and go in the break. It's going to be a completely different kettle of fish. It'll be interesting to see how he, how he, how he sets the team up for that game and what the attitude of the side's like um, for that one as well. Because I think we need to go out and, and again, build on what we've done up to now. And the only way to do that is to go out and, and, and batter George and put a few past him. I definitely. I think that the whole thing is that, as you mentioned, how, do we, how we approach the game. Because we're not the best team at taking the game to other teams. Nah. And, and that's a problem with it, does he maybe? Does he maybe then look at it and then go, right, let's maybe play two up front? Or maybe even play just Naismith off Fletcher, whereby it's almost two up front at times. Um, good thing is we'll maybe have, Rob, we should hopefully have Andy Robertson back, because I think we need a natural left back. Um, I know yeah. Whittaker played that last night, but I'm just not a fan of Whittaker playing left back or even right back even. I think he's I've... better going, going forward. I think he's good. Maybe at club level he's all right. But defensively, no, not for me. But, See, I like uh, him. I like him uh, as an attacking uh, fullback. I'm not going to call him a, a wing back because I don't think he really fits into that traditional mould because he he does like to cut inside. But I do like him in that position, and he's he's definitely not a left back. But I think he does an all right job there. I'm biased, and I've said it before. I'd like to see Wallace been given a chance, uh, especially if we're playing yeah. at home and we're wanting to to really take advantage of Hutton and Wallace down the wings. I think that would be superb. But I can't see Wallace getting called up. I think the fact he plays for Rangers in the, the second tier of Scottish football goes against them. And Robertson's an exciting prospect. So I, hopefully he does recover from injury and hopefully we've got a, a full uh, selection at the back there because we've definitely not got Mulgrew after his moment in madness as he, he hoofed the ball stupidly into the crowd. Um, I, I think he should... Sorry, carry on, Greg. I was going to say, the only, the only downside for me last night was was, was in defence and, and the two goals we lost. I mean, the first one, the first one with a couple of warnings before that, that we were going to get balls swung in the box. We had two players right round, um, Miller, and we couldn't do it in the bow. And the second goal is just a horrific one to lose. It really is. That's, I mean, a couple of people had a swing at it and missed and a scramble in the box. And you know, if you're going to ship goals against teams like Germany, you don't mind if they're 30-yard perlers. But when you're losing goals like that, I think it makes it a wee bit... Um, I think it makes it a wee bit harder to take in terms of the results. So I, I don't know what the answer is because he seems to be he seems to be happy to persevere with the two boys at centre back. Uh, 
as you say, you know, Robertson might come in at left back there, but I'd, I'd just like to see us tighten up a wee bit of the backs. I think midfield going forward, we've, we've got a really good um, a really good squad now, we've got options, but just at the back for me, it just seems to be still a wee bit nervy, and I, I don't know I don't know what the answer is, but I, I, I think we need to tighten up a wee bit in there, because if we, if we keep leaking goals like we were doing last night, it's just going to make it harder and harder to get these, you know, 1-0, 2-0 wins. I definitely, I think, see the big problem, I think, just now, we don't have an old-fashioned, dominant Scottish centre-back. Like, someone that'll just put a head in, wherever. Like, Colin Hendry, someone like that, mm. he might not have been blessed with the best of ability, but you knew that Colin Hendry, he'll put his head in anywhere, or at least, you know, dominate at times. Aye. Han- Hanley and Martin, they're doing their best, but they maybe are the best players that are available. It's not, if not, it's not as if we've got any kind of top centre-backs playing at a, kind of yeah. a good level. Other options we've got, what, I mean, Reynolds, Aberdeen, kind of good defender, bit of pace as well, but again, maybe not dominant, but maybe him beside someone that's like Hanley. That's, Aye. I think, I, I think I don't know, it's, we're lacking a wee bit of experience in those two positions. I think that's what's, um, I think that's what's letting us down just now. And, and to be fair, if these guys get a run in the side and get, you know, half a dozen internationals under their belt, uh, from this point on, then you'll get that wee bit of experience. But I, I think I'd just like to see somebody come in who's maybe um, a wee bit older, can maybe maybe talk players through the game a wee bit more and, and, and see things happening as opposed to these guys who are kind of just reacting and, and, and sort of trying to keep up with play, I think. Um, I mean, I think they're doing a reasonable job just now, but I, I think just a steadying influence at the, at the sort of centre-back position would be would be really good, but like John says, they're just, I mean, there isn't a great deal of options just now in, in, in that position, unless you're starting to go back down the route of guys that have not played international for, you know, a few years, which I don't really think, um, certainly in Strachan's, in Strachan's thoughts just now, he's he's obviously building for the future, so again, you can't, on one hand, you can't demand that he's, he's building a squad for the next competition, and then and, and, and you know, another breath ask for guys who are coming to the end of their careers to get pitched into the Scotland squad, so it's a, it's a difficult balance to strike. You wonder whether he's still looking at... I know it's not the ideal route, but whether he's still looking for players like the whole kind of, kind of parental, grandparent route. Because remember, he was after Stephen Colker for a while. The mm. boy. But it's not an ideal situation, but whether that's something he's still trying to do. But I would have thought he would have had those players in for the start of the campaign. He said, oh. So I think probably Aye. what he's going with just now, that's pretty much it. Aye, I think I think this is the squad. It's interesting though that Reynolds got a call-up um, I think he got a kind of late call-up injuries and whatnot, so I, it's, it's, I suppose it's encouraging that he's still, he's not writing guys like that off at this moment in time. So, um, But it certainly looks like those two are going to be his, his first-choice centre-back pair, and so we might, just need to, we might just need to score more than we concede, maybe. See, the, the second goal, especially, I'm not going to be too hard on him for the first, because the way Muller leaps, I don't know, he's tall enough as he is, but the way he, he jumps, he's superb. It's, he takes a lot of lessons from Ian Black on how to jump high. But you look at the second goal, and the way, I don't know which defender it was, but he kicked one of the German players trying to clear it. And you're just like, come on. It was just, there was, there was no composure. It was just panic stations. Panic stations at the back. And I mean, they were unlucky with that as well, because I think it's been, um, somebody's been running back in the box that's come off their knee. And it's landed around about the penalty spot, so I don't think they're expecting it to come in. But at that point, you need somebody just to, you know, take a deep breath and put their, put their laces through it. But the two of them are just swinging it fresh air. Yeah. Up top, I was pretty impressed with Naismith. And I know a lot of people will talk about the negative when the, the ball came across and he had 
seem to be all the time in the world they probably could have taken a touch and they hit it wildly and I don't know if it went out for a throw in or not but it was going close to, to that he had that chance and then he had the chance where he skinned the two defenders brilliantly so just after two half sides time of him, two sides of him that he was just uh, there was the one when he skinned the two defenders he could have hit it after beating the first guy and I think he took two touches just to, to take the piss out of the second and then just slid it by the post but I think he'd put in a good shift. I've been really impressed with him domestically as well. Aye, in the I, mean, that's, I, I think that's key as well. He's playing, he's playing at the top level because uh, I mean Everton are going well just now and he's holding down his place on that Everton side. So I think from a confidence point of view, that's that's obviously working in his favour as well. And again, like like you say last night, especially in the first half, he put in a decent shift. I mean, it's a difficult one. He was kind of up there in his own for a lot of the game and he wasn't getting a great deal of help from the referee. Um, but he kept working away, didn't let his head drop. And like you say, when the chances came, he was maybe a wee bit unlucky with the first one falling to his left foot and, and really unlucky with the second one that scuffed the post. I think it was three inches to the other side that's in. So, um, I mean, he definitely is <clears throat> one of the players that gets pass marks. And, and um, Anya again last night was was outstanding. Ah, he's brilliant. Uh, he's, he's starting to mature as well. Uh, when he first burst onto the scene with Scotland, he had all the tricks and that was getting a lot of the headlines. The fact that he was he looked quite a, a tricky winger, but I felt that he he had the potential to become a bit big headed. But lately, I've seen that been knocked right out of him. I didn't see that at all last night, and I really like him. The way he took that goal, the way he he went through, see his touch. I'm I'm brilliant at touches like that. But <laughs> I I boot it way too far ahead, and the keeper gets it, or a defender comes in. He done this touch so far ahead of him that he could get in a full stride to get away from the defender, yet he knew the keeper couldn't come and get it. Brilliant. And then the way he, he slotted it past. Really impressed with that goal. I mean, he, t- he took his goal really well. But there was, a, there was other bits in the game where he was taking it down to the byline and he was beating a couple of players and keeping it in and cutting it back. And stuff like that that you want to see as well. You know, it's, uh, as a supporter, you want to be watching games and you want to be watching your team with guys like that in it because he always gives you that wee bit extra. As much as Naismith did well and he was a bit in a shift and he played a sort of you know, traditional striker role, um, it's like guys like Anya that you want to see on the ball, taking players on, taking on the best players in the world and skinning them. Because that's, I mean, that's what it's all about, watching, watching football. So, I mean, if he can, he can stay injury-free and, and, and keep featuring on that side, then I think he's going to be, he's going to be key. If we're uh, if we're going to progress out of, out of that group as well, because he's got that creativity that we've kind of maybe been missing for the last two three two three years in the international side as well. Can I go back to Naismith and a wee bit of a, a moan about when he was through on goal? Now a lot of people are complaining about the referee saying uh, that we were hard done by, but see when he was through on goal and he went down, and I, I use that uh, term purpose, he went down. Right, I don't think he was brought down. I think there was a tug. I think he made the decision to go down and I'm disappointed in him for that. I think he should have kept going. Yeah, he was slowed down, yeah, he was filled, but I think the chance was better if he had kept going. He could have got a shot away, who knows, could have been a goal, who knows, but he decided to go down and I don't know, I don't know, was he knackered? Did he think that a red card was better for the team? I'm just not sure. I don't think he did go down, I thought, I don't know. There's no reason to go down. Well, that's exactly what I'm thinking. There's no reason other than thinking that a red card's better for the team. Like, John, I don't think that uh, if you're playing a game of fives, me and you're playing a game of fives, I don't think we'd go down in that situation. I don't think there was enough of a contact to bring him down. 
I think we would be laughed at if we went down in that scenario. It's, it's a difficult one because he's he's definitely getting his um, his shirt tugged, and as we, as we all know, somebody tugging on your shirt is not enough to make you go down. But to, to highlight the fact that it's definitely a foul, because I don't think the linesman's given that. I think he's having to you know, reiterate the fact that his shirt's getting tugged and he's going down off the back of that. I think it's I think it's maybe more to do with the fact that it's a stage of the game that it was axed. I think he's I think by that point his legs are maybe going. So like you're saying, even if he stays up. He's still got an awful lot of work to do. Take that ball into the box, and then even you know, even if he, he gets he gets away from the defender, to beat the keeper for that range is going to take something a wee bit, a wee bit special. I think at that point he's decided that you know rather than maybe scarf a shot wide, he's as well going down, getting the free kick, potentially a potentially a yellow card, potentially a red card. Because I mean, at the end of the day, as a foul, so he's you know, as the, the play t- should be stopped and the and the and the defender should be punished for it. And if the referee interprets him as being the last man, which incidentally I don't think he was, I think there was somebody going to come across and cover. Then I mean, that is a red card, so it might not be very palatable. But you know, in, in, in that circumstance, I think he's, he's in the balance of in the balance of a, a favour. I think he's probably done. He's probably done the right. He's probably done the right thing. Mm, it's easy for me to say sitting here and uh, not in the Aye. heat of the moment of the game, but. I think that looking back, he should have hit a he should have hit a shot, and the referee should have called it back and booked the guy. So he should have just played on. But that's easy I'm for looking, me to say. I, I make looking, mistakes during a game of football. I make millions of them. Yeah, I'm not convinced the referee would have done that because the referee last night wasn't that impressive. To be honest, I think if he's I think if he gets past him, gets a shot away, the referee doesn't drag that back. And then I uh, touched on Mulgrew earlier with his uh, his first yellow card. Nothing wrong with with that for me. Uh, I should clarify nothing wrong with him getting a booking for that because he's a he's he's a defender. He's in that role where he's having to stifle players that are better than him. So it's inevitable that you're going to kick somebody. Right? So it's late in the game as well. You know he's, he's put a shift and he's tired. He's probably not at that point going to chase him back. So he swings a leg. I've I've no complaints there at all with the the foul and the booking. But see the second one. No, I, I'm not having that in my team at all. I'm not having somebody. Uh, he, he could hear the whistle. You knew he could hear the whistle because he took a swipe. He wouldn't have had a shot like that on his bad foot if he thought the game was still playing. You could tell the look in his face when he'd been sent off. You knew the fact that he wasn't for complaining. You knew that he had just hoofed it away. And uh, no, I'm not having that. That's just, it's just letting everybody down. Do, do you think he, he was trying to get himself sent off? Uh, no. No, I think that, that was... I think that it hit him. I think that he just thought I'll take a swipe at this. As I'm not sure if it was him that did it earlier on in the game or it was somebody else in Scotland, but somebody else did that. And I think he just took a swipe at it out of frustration. The ball had been called back, and I don't know. He just hit it. But see, it was it was a look of shock on his face when he realised that that's him off, and then he turned round for a, a split second as if to go and have a complaint, a wee moan about it, and then he just realised, he, he looked to me like he was close to tears. He realised how much he'd, he'd let folk down. Because it, it didn't really matter in the, the grand scheme of things for the for the game itself. But see, for the next game, that's him out, and we're, we're going to be needing him. I, I like him sitting, uh, sitting in front, protecting the defence. Might not be so needed against Georgia, looking on paper, but I don't know. I, I still like him in the team for what he brings. He's got that responsibility. He's got think, that uh, big game experience, which some of the, the other players, uh, well, Martin and Hanley, I think they need protection in the international stage. 
it's a bit harsh though in a way that fat we are. So I can understand. See if it was one all, he's cut the ball away. I yellow card, second yellow. But we were losing at the time. I think the referee could use a bit of common sense. Oh, no, you don't get the rules. Don't change if you're losing, John. But it's common sense though. I mean, <sighs> you're losing two one. Just add add the time on. He's broken the rule though. Yeah, rules, I think, rules. I think he's maybe. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got a feeling he got away with one earlier. I think he had kicked the ball away earlier. There's definitely someday, yeah. Not exactly the same situation, but a similar situation. And that's why um, I think there are these conspiracy theories that he's uh, he's attempting to get himself sent off. I don't know. I, kind of, I, I struggle to believe that. But if you look at the situation, he's just been booked, what, minutes beforehand, four or five minutes beforehand. So he knows he's on a booking. If you know you're on a booking, you tread carefully for that point on. Oh, he's if a good enough it, player to know that. If you're watching the TV, because they, they, they show you the, um, the, the angle for behind the goals, the referee blows his whistle, everybody stops, and it's a good two seconds before he rattles that ball out. If you're just in a booking minutes before, the game stopped, everybody stopped, you're not in the, you're not in the act of swinging at the ball. You've then you've then taken a breath and booted the ball more or less at the back. I, I, it just doesn't... I, I, I'm struggling to... So I'm going to comprehend what was going through his head at that moment because I, I just for a professional football player I think that's it's absolutely mental. Of course it's going to be another booking. Of course it is. Yep, yep. Aye. At the very least he's opened us up, opened himself up for that possibility. Yep. Mental. And, and like that. you say, we will we'll miss him. We'll, we'll miss him big time in the next two games because he's um, like you. He's, I think he's one of these guys that's, that's found quite a um, quite a tidy position in the national side. So. Oh, you look at all the, the other players we've got, and I think going forward, I think we've got a lot of strength. But I think we need somebody like him just to, to guide Martin and Hanley through. Yep. Uh, if that's what Strachan decides to go with, uh, he may he may decide to move Mulgrew back to play centre-half. I, I don't, know. don't know. Obviously not in the next game. No. Which is uh, Ibrox, incidentally. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we change for the Scotland team. Five-star stay there. Hmm. <laughs> That, that gets trotted out <laughs> quite often when anyone's trying to compare Ibrox to other stadiums. What, so d- thought, what day is the, uh, what day is the, the next game on? Is it midweek? Is it weekend? It's the it? 11th. I don't know. Uh, well, that's a Saturday. Saturday. Saturday at 3? Oh, 5 o'clock. Mm. That's not bad, I suppose. It's the only Saturday home fixture. Is it really? <sighs> Jinx. Aye. We've got one Saturday away game and that's the Ireland game that's June. All the games are shite days, to be honest. Ah, uh, that's TV coming to coming to bite. I quite I quite liked it when we had the the Saturday games and you could have four or five games. Maybe five games is a bit an exaggeration, but you could get a few games on a Saturday lunchtime, three o'clock, yep. the five o'clock, and then there was a later one as well. You could spend the whole day in the pub. Spend the day in the pub, exactly. Shut one between the pub and the bookies. Now it's spread <laughs> over. Now it's spread over about four days. Aye, oh aye, they've got the like Monday lunchtime kick-offs. Fitzgerald tomorrow, it's crap. There's games yeah. pl- getting played when you're on your way to work, 7 o'clock in the morning, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last night's kick-off especially was was, was a poor one, you know, quarter ten on a Sunday night. Well, Greg, I'd rather have a drink. Uh, well, well, I was going to say, if you're, if you're not very conscientious, you might find yourself having too much to drink in that type of situation, and then perhaps having a hangover at work the next day. <laughs> not saying that was me, but, <laughs> but I was uh, I was struggling about half ten this morning because it's just rubbish, you know. International games, especially qualifiers, you know they don't come along that often. You're probably the world champions, so come on, get it on a decent time. 
bloody Sunday night at quarter to eight. Nonsense. Well, that's, that's money talks. Sky Sports yeah. spending all that money and the, the qualifiers. Yeah. Same with the bloody fixtures that they've announced for TV for the bloody Premiership. You seen them? Why? Oh, Aberdeen v Motherwell on a Friday night. Who thinks that up? Mm-hmm. After the it's mm-hmm. Aberdeen Ross County on a Monday night and stuff like that. It's crazy. Aye. Only, I think the only one that there's actually a wee bit of common sense is Inverness and Ross County. It's like a Sunday kickoff. That's fine. They're both close by. Hibs, oh, Hibs Hearts, that's not even a bloody Premiership game. But, <sighs> uh, oh, don't you be looking down your nose at the, those big games in the Championship, John. That's where, that's where all the action is this season. Aye. <laughs> The Rangers gets a shout in there as well, don't they? Kind of mind. Uh, oh, you call them the Rangers there? <laughs> Everyone else has stopped calling them that, and you've you're started calling them that. Oh, it's allowed. The Rangers game, oh, I So it's allowed if you're a Rangers fan. Oh, is that what it is? Aye, and Hamilton Aberdeen on a Friday night as well. Aye. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it's garbage. I had, a, um, I, had a, I had a chat with um, a friend, Derek, on Twitter about all this, and he assures me that it's a. It's a complicated business this year. You know, it's not just as, as simple as picking fixtures out there. But as I was saying to him, it just looks like a total lack of common sense. I mean, the Aberdeen Motherwell game is just baffling. I mean, don't exactly. get me wrong, we wouldn't we wouldn't have taken that big a support on Saturday. But I know guys that will go to that game twice a season, every season, because it's a day out. It's a traditional Saturday day out. You get up there, you half nine, the bus leaves, you're up, bevying all day. You go to the game, bevying all the way back, and it's that's an occasion. To shunt that to a Friday night is just beyond belief. Who in their right mind is going to go up there for a, what, a quarter to eight kick-off and then you're getting back home what one in the morning, Friday night? Just, ah, it's garbage. Oh, you couldn't do that garbage. in public transport? No, no, there's absolutely no way you can get to that game in public transport. So you're either staying overnight or you're, you're, you're sitting for three and a half hours on a bus on the way back down the road on a Friday when you could just sit in the pub and watch it. It's just, I don't know. I don't... <sighs> I mean, I know they have to fill certain quotas of games at certain grounds, but it just it just reeks as if nobody's really putting much thought into it at all. Hi, we we're on TV five times in about two less than two months. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got three we've got three um, three televised games and they're all they're all Friday nights. Hi, two of them are away as well. I see. Yep, yep. St Johnston, Aberdeen, and then we've got Dundee United at Fir Park again. Aye, who thinks that? Up, aye, and Dundee Mother on a Friday night. Because that that. That's a game that's potentially a good crowd. Like a Saturday again, Saturday afternoon. Dundee United, two of the better teams. Dundee United, Dundee United. You would think taking all right support for that Friday night. They're not going to take a good support. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It just stinks. I'm not thinking very much. They could have had the, they could have shown the Lanarkshire derby, um, Hamilton Motherwell. They got a good crowd for that. They got a lot Aye. of people going to that game regardless of the TV. A Friday night would be would appeal to a lot of people, uh, but instead, no, we just we go for Aberdeen away. Nuts. Aye, aye, the Rangers don't get really included in, in those things, so we, we rarely get a home game that's moved. Mm. Apart from the Hibs game at the end of the month, of course. But aye, money talks. I think we'll, we'll all appreciate the money that BT and Sky bring into the game, and it's supposed to be a necessary evil in modern society. I mean, that's I, I don't I don't have a problem with Friday night football. I think it's I think it's been one of the I think it's been one of the better developments. Um, you know, this sort of happened over the last couple of seasons, but they just need, you know, somebody somewhere has to, has to put a wee bit of thought into doing it because at the moment it looks as though they're just blocking games at Madea. Aye, yeah, I, I agree with that. Going back to the Scotland game, and we had King of Gamblers. Yes, hello. Had a, had a 100% record coming into this game, 
and Bogregi stuck your neck out and went for a, a Germany win. I did. Oh, not many people thought that was coming. You went quite specific. You went for 2-0. Mm-hmm. And Barra, Barra wonder goal by uh, Anya. That, that bet would have rolled in. So I'm, I'm strictly speaking still claiming it, even though you've never <laughs> done it. I mean, who, was, who, who would have put money in the score and a goal like that? Because, you know... I think 2-0 Germany was a great bet and it's just uh, it's just Anya's brilliance which has undone me this week. But I'm not uh, I'm not disheartened, I think I'm still on a I'm still on a good run, still on a good streak. Right. So you're gonna have to go one better and actually win. <laughs> <laughs> well do you know what, see if I give you a string of bets this week, gonna no talk me to two of them, thereby costing charity three hundred and fifty pounds. That's easy for you to say now, Greg, Why? isn't it? <laughs> Easy for me to say now. Predicted uh, the entire Saturday card, John, and this guy and his pal wouldn't let me put two of the bets on. I know, I heard it, I heard it. Aye, it's shocking. Look, That's... did we win money for the charity? Did we win money? Yeah, could yes. have win a lot more, man. Ah, let's anyway. not get greedy. That's your problem, Greg. You're... <laughs> <laughs> Wait to hear what I've got picked for this weekend. Oh, right. is, that, is that a five-fold? I've got a six-fold. Oh, a six-fold. <laughs> right, you know, I've, I've had a few selections as well, right, and I've got them in my bet slip on the site. The problem is I've forgotten about the third one because all it's down in the bet slip is yes. So and it's not in the referendum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what one that was. But anyway, Greg, what were you thinking? Right, I've got I've got um for the teams I've got a selection. I wouldn't I wouldn't put all six of these on, but I like a look of all six. Six? I've got You really are greedy. I've got uh in the championship, I've got hearts away at Dumbarton. Battle Aye. Labs, so I've got them as well. So Aye. the Hearts are sitting eight to thirteen. So I think that's a Aye. that's a reasonable shout. Yep. In the first division, I've got Air United at home to Stranraer. Air who are sitting top of the table. So I've got that as well in my sector third bottom. Right. Oh. You want to stay in that division? You could also have Greenock at home as second bottom Airdrie. And, Dunf- uh-huh. and uh, Dunfermline at home as Stenhouse Muir. Both odds on. Uh, if you want to get into the Second division, I've got Berwick away, Annan and are both at home East Fife. Right, you've went for quite a few there, but you know, straight away, I'm going to <laughs> say it? the air and the hearts bets because I had them as well and we've, we've not discussed. So I think they, I think those two, right, just by chance those two have come out. So I think we should definitely go for them, right? Okay. Can I also throw another one into the mix? Okay. On Friday night. Wraith Rovers are oh, playing Rangers. Not right? taking Rangers. No. I was going to say both teams to score. Oh, That's oh, what the yes odds. is for. Odds. Um, 8 to 13. That's the same as Hearts. I thought it's not worth the risk. Rangers are going to leak goal. They're going to leak a goal. Think? And they're going to score. Aye. I think, I think there's better value 8 to 13s oh. in there than that. Well, Confirmant home to Stenhouse Muir for a kick-off. What's their right. odds? 8 to 13. <laughs> Martin against Airdrie Martin against Airdrie 8 to 13 Airdrie are chronic Do I tell you what my six fold brings in if you put a tenner on it right what 276 pounds oof right well add, in, add in the yes vote there <laughs> <laughs> and you get 488 pound mm. right okay right. we didn't uh, want to be greedy we didn't want to be uh, greedy though I, I'm panicking it simple We've got an early win under our belt. Go for a six-fold. What's the total at just now? Uh, 100, just a touch over 100. Right, so that's us a quarter of the way of what we made last year. 
Yes. And it's only three games in. Go for the six ball, Dan. Go for it. Right. Why not? Okay, right. I want it on record that uh, I think we should also go for yes. <laughs> Just in case that wins, I get to do what Greg done and claim that as he's went against me. Right. I think they're both teams to score. Right. Well, let, let, let's. Um... I will leave that out because the problem is that's on the Friday night and we didn't want to scupper the charity could event end up, Friday could end night. up busting the bet in one right, I, don't, so I don't like both teams take that to score. Out. Right, I don't, right, okay. The six-fold, six I would also, if you want to drop it, I would drop Berwick away, Annan. Yes, um, I would drop them the, as well. The, the, the other home sides are like, I like Air United at home, Mr. Ra. Air United are romping that division. Aye, they are at the moment, but quite early yeah. days. And then you've got Hearts away. Hearts, Hearts surely Hearts have thumped them, Barton. The Barton are rotten. Right, so if we bring yeah. that down, that we've got £127.42. pence, And that's including... So that's, so that's uh, Air United, 8-11, Hearts, 8-13, Morton, 8-13, Dunfermline, 8-13, Arbroath, 3-4. What are Hibs at home to Kelly and Beath? 4-7. Oh, no. That's Hibs. That's Hibs. I know, I know. Oh, no, no, no. Right, right. well, what's... Five-fold. Five-fold, then, is it? That's a five-fold, yep. Right, Okay. So the £10 charity bet, courtesy McBookie, is on. Air yeah. United, like Hearts, Morton, Dunfermline, Arbroath. The king of gamblers. Has spoken. Is trying to keep his 100% record going. <laughs> Almost 100%, 50% record. <laughs> All right, OK. Right, that's the bet then. And now the difficult bit, John. Over to you for the first scorer. <laughs> oh, the first scorer. Yeah. Uh... How low can we go? Can we go like Scottish Cup? Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be the lower leagues. Oh, is it got to be the lower leagues? Aye, right. that's the rules. Aye, what about Moffat? He's at Dunfermline now, isn't he? Aye, aye. All right, Michael, Michael Moffat. Mhm. Happy with that, Greg? Uh, aye, aye. Moffat sounds fine. Aye, go for that. Right, okay, we'll go with that. That's easy. It's Michael Moffat, isn't it? Aye, Michael Moffat. Aye, aye. A Celtic fan. Aye. Hopefully, he scores first for Dunfermline. Sure, we'll get good odds, but the odds aren't available at the moment on the McBookie site. Although there's quite a lot. Of... Three to one, I think oh, it'll be. Three to one. That's my prediction. That's what that's what you're getting at the John Bookies. I couldn't think of a decent name for your bookies, John. John Bookies. <laughs> the John Bookies. That's a shit name. <laughs> it is. I didn't have time to think it. Right. Sorry, I let you down. Just right. seeing if they got odds yet for the Scottish Cup fixtures at the weekend. I just want. Scottish football. Mike Bookie will give you odds in there and just ask them. John, I know, they will, they will do, but I'm just seeing I'm just seeing whether it's up. Yeah, they should have odds on it, but I'm just checking. Oh, do, 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 do. Um, oh, if not. People don't this... have a, an account at McBookie. You should check it out because they do some decent money back offers. They done, it was a fiver back if on losing bets in the Germany-Scotland game. So personally, I put a bet on Scotland to win. I said lost, but I got my money back, so... I didn't lose, so it's worth getting an account. Yeah, I'm surprised at that. They've not got any Scottish Cup odds up yet for the games on Saturday. Unless I've checked Scottish football, right? all the league fixtures, but it's not got the Have a word Scottish Cup. John. I'll be having a word. I'll right, so that's the, the charity bet courtesy McBookie done. And we've got predictions, because the Premiership is back. And the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday is 12.45 on Sky Sports 3 is Celtic against Aberdeen. I'm going to go for a home victory. I'm going to go for 2-1. Uh, one nothing home victory. 
Celtic haven't been beaten in 32 league games at home. My prediction is 2-1 Aberdeen. Oosh. Oof, the boom. Oh. We, beat them la- we beat them last season in the Cup. Time for a league victory. All right, okay. The, the, right, you the, put the, a bet on that. The run's got to go at some point. I don't tend to bet on one teams. I very rarely do. I'll see, I'll see what the odds are. Well, I think you'll get good odds just on the away. Never mind the, the scoreline. On an away, just Six now, the one. odds. I will. Aye, that's good. Uh, that's pretty good odds. Yeah, that's good if you think Aberdeen's going to win, which they won't. I will, I think they can. Well, you just need to nip down to the Craig bookies. The Craig bookies? <laughs> what price are you offering? For Aberdeen. Aye. To be honest, I've not got a lot of money in the float, so I'll, I'll just give you two to one. On the float? You've been collecting milk? Selling milk or something? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> bookies are so a float. My floats, no, it's not much. <laughs> two to one in the maximum stakes a pound. <laughs> right, Dundee United against Hamilton. This has the potential to be a good one. Forget putting the Celtic game on the telly box. Get this one on the telly. I'm going to go for two apiece. Nothing each. Oh, Nothing each? Aye, nothing each. Cancel themselves. Uh, I'll go for 2-1 to Dundee United. 2-1 to Dundee United. Right. Next one up is Kelly against St Mirren. I'm going to go for a Paul Band here. 0-0. No, no. I was yeah. thinking it's that same. So it's a right unattractive game, this one, isn't it? St Mirren haven't scored yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, mind you, Motherwell have only got one goal as well. Oh, we're off the mark, we've got that, we've broke that. Aye. Up and running. Up and running. Uh, where is it? Is it Kelly? Aye, Rugby Park. Aye. Aye, home win. Home win. 2 uh, nothing. Oh, I'm going for the 0 0 Paul Band as well. 2 nothing. you went for Craig. 2 nothing. 0 0. Aye. Next one up Partick Thistle against Inverness. Inverness have kept a clean sheet in their last six matches. Oh, you're on whoscored.com as well, aren't you? Don't know what you mean, John. Ah, you are. Don't know what you mean. There Aye. has been under 2.5 goals in oh, the last six oh. games oh, in the Premiership. You talk about Inverness there? Inverness, yeah. That's just Aye, off the top under, of my head. There's been under, under 2.5 in Motherwell games as well, the last six games. Right, so hmm, I don't know what this, is, this has told me. What I think I'm going to go for is an away victory, 0-2. <sighs> was it party that's a win or what was it 4-2 they won at home the last home fixture was it yeah I don't I think I still fancy Inverness I, I think party are decent this year but Inverness are uh, pretty well organised so I'll go one nothing Inverness Inverness to sneak it tight one I'll go for one all one all Ross County against Motherwell that's an early six pointer isn't it in the delegation. Oh, <laughs> 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 County have changed their badge according to whoscored.com. Sterling Albion Football Club. Right. I am going to go for a low scoring game in this. No, no. Bollocks. Oh, that's a penny. That's no scoring. That's not low scoring. That's no scoring. My <laughs> <I> word. <laughs> Bounce back time for Mother 3 nothing. Oof. Boom, bang, bosh. <laughs> uh, well, I think Ross County are pretty chronic. Uh, but Motherwell, what's the, what's the injury situation like now? Or the or injuries cleared up? Yeah, Motherwell? No idea. Don't, don't care. Three nothing, Motherwell. Uh, I'll go for 1 0 to Motherwell. Two teams in form going into this one. <laughs> Oof. Right. St. Johnson against Dundee. 1 2. 
three each. Cracker. Dundee had the draw specialist just now, aren't they? Four draws so far. They've just signed Davy Clarkson as well. Don't know if he'll feature at the weekend. Old Motherwell player. Uh, I, neither team scored that many, I don't think, to be honest. I think we are low scoring, one all draw. One all. Right, thanks for the predictions. On the predictor on the forum, and forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash predictor, we've got a monthly prize, and the winner of that was Stu Koo. Oh, with the attendance guess? With the attendance guess. He won the tiebreaker. He was tied at the top with Blue Hornet on 30 points, but we, we did a, a tiebreak question, and it was to guess the attendance of the Germany-Scotland game. Stu what was Koo the attendance? was closest. It was 60,000-something. And they both went for 62,000-something, but Stuku was closest. So he's getting a whole £5. None of your Ryder Cup £5, Greg, just a bog-standard five. Aren't limited still... edition £5. Yeah, oh, no, there's a limited edition Ryder Cup £5 or something, is there? Oh, aye, there is. There is. It's going to go straight on eBay, sell it for £5.05. Five pence. Right. That's the rap lock, folk, for you. Profits, profit. Oh, did I mention on the podcast that I got my Rangers member pack? Through the door. Uh, well, you have now. I have now. I was expecting big things because there was a picture on the, the website saying, oh, you get this scarf, you get this bag. And I was quite excited about it. And I got it through the door. I didn't get any of that. That's for the junior member. As an adult, oh, you get a certificate and a badge. That was it. Rubbish. What, is your, what does your badge say? Bust? No, you can put it on your bust, but you can, it doesn't say bust. No. In fact, I might Would wear you... it to work to show Greg. Who does your certificate say? Well, uh, club. Uh, just not. No. <laughs> Surprisingly, it doesn't just the say Rangers. club. <laughs> the Rangers. No, it just says that I'm a member. I'm, I'm part of the, the club. Greg. What did you pay for that? Well, it's part of my season ticket. Oh, right. Or £25. Something like that. <laughs> Worth I, I wouldn't recommend it. No, I, I won't be getting one. No, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. Right, well, that's just got to the end of the podcast, unless there's something you wanted to mention. It's a Scottish Cup, first round this weekend, talking like Talbot versus Bucky Thistle. Three o'clock kick-off at Beechwood Park, get yourself down there. Greg, you, six you, you know saying you're six, a supporter of Bucky? About six, <laughs> pa- <laughs> yeah, £6 to get in, I think, £3 concessions. £6 good. That's a, a price I like to hear. They've got a good range of uh, food as well. Get chili and chips. Chili and carne and chips as well. You can get. Aye? How much Aye? is that? Oh, I think it's £2, I think. Aye. Aye. What kind of pies you got? Oh, you get pies, you get onion pies, you get stovies. Eh, cheese onion cheese. pies. Aye, onion pies, cheeseburger, pie and peas, plain sausage. There's all sorts. They've got loads. Aye, onion get... pie. Aye, onion pie. It, I, don't, I don't like an onion pie. No, for, that's it. no for me. I don't know. I've never had one, but I think it's onion. I think it's probably a mix. But no, it's no for me, onion, onion. onion pie. I'm just saying, like, just a load of onions in a pie casing. Oh, is that what it I is? Be, I think it'll be onions and mince. It's probably, it's probably a mince and onion pie, but they call it an onion pie. A pie is just a pie, isn't it? So, onion pie. No, I'm not happy about that. I'm not having that. Well, you can come come to a game and you'll see. And you buy one and take a picture of one. It's just going to be I'm onions. not going to buy one. I don't like it. I don't like onions in a pie. I don't like this. No, I don't like oh. the sound of that. But they sell well, I'm telling you. It's probably one of our best sellers. Yeah. Aye. No, I'm not. No. I don't know. I don't know whether it's maybe an air shuffling or that. I don't know. But that I, and the, and the peas, he's always get the mushy peas always go down well. They always get sold a lot, a lot of them. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch what I'm eating just now, so I don't tend to. I'm no, I'm no on the the food from the pie stall and all that now. Yeah. I have my lunch before I go. Good thinking. But, Good thinking. That's what that's what happens to Greg. His wife makes him a wee packed lunch. <sighs> that lunch. 
but I, Jordan Rob, he might, he, I've said to him, he might be going to the game. Uh, I was talking going and watching Celtic Aberdeen in the pub first, and then going to the going to the Talbot game. So, alright. We should have a we should have a podcast day out down there. You should. You can all come at mine afterwards for a party. Ah, well, just get steaming. Well, I obviously. <laughs> what you what you wanted to do? Show you off your show off your certificate. Show off your certificate. <laughs> I'll bring the canopies. It's Volavons. <laughs> Champagne all round. Champagne all round, aye. Aye. But but no, you are more than welcome. We've got a day out, come down here. I've got a barbecue. Aye, you don't need to come this Saturday. Another time. Another <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, I better go. I've got some <laughs> all right, podcast <laughs> editing. Right, but <laughs> right, but thanks to two years for coming on. No thanks aye, to boy. Chris for not coming on. He's bloody blaming his that he's at death's door. Couple of parish. I've got a bad back. My back's killing me in the morning this night. Probably an ibuprofen or what? It's going to be a hard day's night for you. <laughs> Always is, man. <laughs> Aye, Chris. Chris let everybody down. See, the, the, two, listeners, the two listeners, they're going to be listening and think, where is Chris? Who's, just... listening? Who's listening this week? We, can, we start giving out personalised shout-outs. Right, that's what we'll do, a personalised shout-out. So if anyone listens to the end, which is unlikely, they can get a personalised shout-out. Who is it? Usually, is it Craig? Craig K or something like that? He, is he usually listens, doesn't he? Because he's usually quite quick to send a tweet. Right, if he listens to the end, or if anyone listens to the end, if they tweet me, S Football Forums. Tweet now. Tweet now. You could be listening live. live. You're this right. is live. This is in. live. I live know it's world. live. I, I know it's live. <laughs> do you know it's live, Craig? Apparently. <laughs> right well thanks for coming on and thanks for listening I'll speak to you next week aye if I go on the fivefold money in the bank money in the bank add in Rangers both teams to score as well for much more money in the bank just don't let right. the tats get it right bye bye cheers bye.